my curiosity is what everyone had for lunch, because uh, all sugared up and hyper. <laughs> so, anyways, um, <laughs> so we're, we're William and Diana Mojica, and uh, we're in the East Region with the vets. We've, we've, been, we've been married for 24 years and disciples 19, so we came in married like you guys. Um, you know, and here's what Psalm 23 says, which I really felt that was applicable to what we have to share today. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord. You know, we're parents to three daughters, um, ages 28, 22, and 14. So for through the teen years, we've done that twice, and we're on our third route right now, our third round. And, you know, we, we have walked hand-in-hand in, hand in our marriage uh, through these times, obviously. And, um, you know, and... We have had some great and amazing times with our girls, but we have also had some challenging times with them as well. And uh, here we're going to share about two specific of our girls, two of our eldest daughters. Clarissa still hasn't made her mark yet. Um, but our oldest, Melanie, when she was 13 years old, uh, she was going through some tough times and uh, um, just emotionally she was going through a lot. She was angry and she was rebellious. Um, you know, she said some things that hurt us, hurt her, hurt the family, and it got the Department of Children and Families um, involved in Florida. So without going into the length of the details, um, she was removed from our home. For us, that was the most challenging time as parents in our walk with God, and, you know, that was hand-in-hand hand for us because nobody could really help us or walk with us or give us advice, really. It was... Um, it was our walk to take. And um, we had only been four years as disciples, so the only thing that people could pray, uh, do with for us was pray. So this obviously tested our faith, our trust, and our obedience to God. So um, at the end of that road, which is about a, a year into that, so a year of details have been spared, but the judge dismissed everything. Um, he saw that she was a stubborn 13-year-old angry child, um, he sent her home, and um, we had a road ahead of us of forgiveness and um, something that was difficult but obviously necessary. Um, our marriage not only survived the ordeal, but it was also strengthened. I mean, four years in, and we had, and you guys are sharing, and it's, we could see ourselves in that, in that dilemma where we were still very worldly, even as young disciples. But um, so we were strengthened by God, and... Um, that was, he was enough, you know, so finishing with, you know, my part here, um, the, the Lord is our shepherd, we shall not want. Amen. Um, so the teen years, um, we've been through the teen years twice, and this is our third run at it. And, uh, you know, one of those, the other situation was when Cassandra was about 13 years old, we were coming back from serving Cambodia for about 15 days. And uh, she started to develop fever and pain. And 
wow, takes me back. Um, we didn't know what was happening, uh, but she kept getting progressively worse with fever and pain, and uh, we gave her Tylenol and stuff like that. She didn't get better. She started going up and down, and on a Sunday, we ended up, Sunday evening, we ended up in the hospital. And, uh, you know, her health completely deterior deteriorated. And as you can imagine, it was alarming to say the least. Uh, and my faith was challenged. I could not believe that God would allow something like that to happen, uh, especially since you, we just came back from serving, right? And my faith was going up and down as uh, she got worse and the doctors didn't have answers. They only have questions and more tests to do. Um, as we were going through this, you know, Diana was very faithful and knowing that this was not the end and that God had a plan for her. Um, and uh, me, I just, sometimes I was very distraught and sometimes I was just holding on to her faith, even thinking, my gosh, she's not a disciple. May the Lord not hold her sins against her. Um, you know, but Diana's faith and prayer helped me to keep it together for the most part and restored my strength. Um, although I was lacking faith, her faith was in, strong enough for both of us. Cassandra obviously survived. For those that don't know her, she's in the campus ministry. And uh, during her stay at the hospital, she came face to face with her own mortality. And uh, she was able to recognize that life is very short and uh, helped her to get closer to God. And a few years later, she became a disciple. And, uh, you know, the Lord is our shepherd. Amen. The Lord is our shepherd. What shall we want? You know, amen. Thank you. Good afternoon. Um, I'm Marcos. This is Kim, my wife, Kenny. I won't say all these other things because she's going to say, because Carl said that to Danielle, that's what you're saying it. So I'm not going to go there. But <laughs> just kidding. She would never do that. Um, We've been married for about 33 years, um, and we've also been disciples for, for about that long as well. Um, we are uh, sharing about college years and empty nester phase. Um, let me see. That's, is my phone on there? I'll turn it on. No, turn it on. Okay, and then move it. Where do I hit? There you go. Oh, yeah. All right, so that's us. That's my son, Mason, and my daughter, Marisol. He's 25. She's 23. They both are part of the singles ministry in the San Antonio church. Um, for me, this phase, uh, interesting, I began to feel really lonely. Uh, the noise and the activities and the business of high school was basically over. Suddenly, I felt like we had uh, more time to worry about things. Um, we both have older parents that, uh, that we, um, you know, we care for and, uh, and worry about. Uh, we are closer to retirement, and the 401k just never looks enough. Um, <laughs> Plus, bigger kids, bigger issues. When my kids were younger, I would, I'd get mad when I'd hear a peer say, oh, I can't wait for the empty nest phase, because I, I, not me, I was like, I love my kids, I love my life with them, I am not going to like it. But, you know, whether or not I approve, <laughs> life moves on, and I have to deal with it and lean on God. That was kind of the feeling when my, my youngest daughter went to college. You can see Kenny there. Yeah, um, rough. <laughs> So the, the physically exhausting phase of parenting may be over, but emotionally it feels more challenging as our relationship evolves from uh, parenting a child to an adult. 
And we knew that these stresses would affect, uh, affect our marriage if we let it. So after 20 years of focusing basically on our kids, how do we do redirect you know, our compass towards continuing to grow in our relationship with each other first um, and also serving God's church? How do we change and serve God and his people in new ways during this new stage in our lives? Jude 25, 24, 25 says, but you, dear friends, must continue to build your lives on the foundation of your holy faith and continue to pray as you are directed by the Holy Spirit. Live in such a way that God's love can bless you as you wait for the eternal life that our Lord Jesus Christ in his mercy is going to give you. It's funny. We think the older we get, the more we think about eternal life, and, and that gives a smile on our face. I realized that worrying about our kids was really a big temptation for us. So, you know, when my son went out to college uh, and he met his new roommate, it was a total fiasco. I mean, you know, my, my son got baptized as a teen. He was a great kid. Here I throw him in this campus with this roommate that told him, I'm here to smoke pot and bring girls to this room. So needless to say, I was bad at God. I said, God, why have you done this to me? Because I thought my son was going to deviate. But actually, after much advice that we sought, um, we said, well, you know what? Our son needs to grow through this, and we need, we need to, to put a distance here and let him go through it. And the, the truth is, eventually, his roommate uh, came around and even studied the Bible. So for both of our, our kids, it, it was quite an adjustment um, to campus ministry life and also for us. And our, our kids' struggles and challenges still affect us as parents, and maybe even more now because we can't be with them or take control like we used to do. So when my daughter went out, our youngest, to, uh, to college, um, I, you know, I basically I told Kenny, you know, I knew it was going to be... A, <laughs> what happened there? Okay, I knew it was going to be a really tough time for us. <laughs> she was holding to her. I was like, okay, get out, and you're going to understand why. So... I decided, you know what, it's going to be a huge change for us, and we're going to be depressed. So let's just, we got a, uh, I got a cruise for both of us, and uh, for nine days we went cruising the week after we dropped her off at college. <laughs> Highly recommended. Give it a <laughs> Is that it? Yeah. Oh, up here. All right. So, um, that was very helpful, and that, those nine days gave us a lot of time to talk about what are we going to do in the next phase of our lives. When we returned, we started some new habits that kept us really close. We went on long walks just about every evening after coming back from work. We joined a yoga. We met each other at happy hour after work, and that was our little naughty thing to do. So <laughs> in our bedroom, we have two chairs and, uh, that face the window, and, and that is our kind of we call our mission control where we sit there every morning and we talk, we pray, and we plan. Uh, and it's really our special place. And these activities have really helped us to uh, connect at a deeper level. Our home in Maryland was referred to as the Pescara Inn and Conference Center. And we decided to keep it open just because, and not close it down, just because our kids weren't living there anymore. So, uh, you know, at the Pescara Inn and Conference Center, we held and, uh, <laughs> some salsa dance parties. Uh, we go to movies. We have many couples, friends, and neighbors over. Uh, we let a Bible talk. Kenny started the annual Golden Girls Tea Party. And this is uh, to encourage and honor our mature women over 70 in the congregation. And I serve in the church leadership team. And, you know, being busy was great, and it is great, and we need to do that. But it is also a blessing to have uninterrupted time to study God's word and to pray. And for those of you that are, you know, the ever-ready bunnies out there and want to talk about sex, 
Yes, it is less frequent. Um, we have a goal of every Monday setting some special time for that. It does not always happen, but it does keep it top of mind. And this is not just something we need to do. It's a necessity because we want to keep this boy in the right mood, and the temptation to become a grumpy old man really helps. It does work. <laughs> so today we look for ways to build the wall of Jerusalem wherever we can. We, whenever we see a gap, we try to be a plug. Here in Texas, we co-lead a Bible talk. We continue to do yoga together. We have our co-workers and neighbors over frequently. And we love the singles ministry who we serve as the family builders for. So our encouragement to empty nesters is to find your strength. What do you love to do? For us, regardless of what stage we're at, it has always been to build family, and we will continue this as long as we're able. Thank you. Yeah. This is my good side right here. <laughs> good afternoon, everyone. Uh, my name is John, this is Jackie Jackson. Uh, we are honored to share today about how we worked hand in hand as grandparents. Um, I have a scripture I wanna share that I think really frames what parenting is, parenting is as grandparents, and that is Deuteronomy 6, verses one and two. It said, these are, the these are the commands, decrees, and laws the Lord God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess. So that you, your children, and the children after them may fear the Lord, your God, as long as you live and keeping all the decrees and commands that I give you, so that you may have long life. And now, this incredible gift from God, Jackie, <laughs> for a share. Hey, everybody. Well, just to share a little bit about our family dynamic. 14 years ago, I said, I do. And when I said I do, I knew I was committing to more than just marrying John and becoming his wife. I said I do to the commitment of becoming a grandmother at the ripe old age of 28. I became a grandmother of two children, a two-year-old little girl, Jordan, and a nine-year-old boy, Kawan. Now, with that, John became a dad of a child again. We had Jalen, my daughter. She was five. With becoming a blended family, we realized that we needed to do our part and provide a very stable, firm environment for these kids, as well as build up some trust. And with that, we knew because of the family dynamic outside that extended family, the kids that had the kids, we were eventually one day possibly going to have those children in our home. With that... Um, we wanted to make sure that we remained one, united. Unity was key for our marriage. Unity was key in order to provide that stable foundation for the children. And it needed to be based on a foundation of spiritual life. We had to show them what it was to be one with God. And in that um, stable environment, we knew that there were going to be times of hardship. There were going to be times where we would have conflict. And John and I, we, um, we had to make sure that we were communicating, speaking it out, 
having those conversations that were hard, <laughs> having those hard conversations, talking about our feelings. And with that, in order to have it and it be productive, we had to come together in prayer, individually, together, get advice, many advisors, go back to prayer, and then after that, come together, finalize our decisions, and then we were able to address our children hand in hand. So um, one of the blessings that happened during that time was our grandson, Kawan, uh, getting baptized in his senior year of high school. Um, thank you. And that decision really brought us a lot of hope. A lot of our prayers we felt were answered at that time. Now, currently, Kawan is in Kuwait serving our country, and he should be returning home next March. Um, this March. This March, God willing. So as Jackie shared, um, Prior to our granddaughter living with us, we had many hard conversations and feelings that were shared and expectations uh, in order for us to prepare for her coming. Jalen's senior year was going on at that time, and Jalen's senior year was a very tumultuous time for our family. Um, our concern was we're bringing a freshman into a household and into an environment that's going to be very challenging for her because everything that Jalen was doing and going, was going on with her, she was starting to imitate. So we knew we had to really take control of this situation quickly because it was starting to affect our home. Our home at this point was really in turmoil, and there wasn't much peace there. And it was really a hard time for everyone in the house. We also had Jackie's grandmother living with us at that time as well. So during that time, you know, we, we were having our normal marriage discipling time. It really got really difficult as far as uh, how the conversations went. We got very vulnerable and open uh, with our disciples about how we, were, how to, how we had these hurt feelings it was coming from the decisions that we had agreed to make. You know, we brought uh, our granddaughter into our home, and it was an act of love. Uh, it was the motivation of doing the right thing, but it was causing challenges in our marriage. Uh, it challenged our trust. Uh, it challenged the confidence that we had in one another, and it was a, a difficult time. Uh, in, um, excuse me, in Ephesians 4.3, it tells us we need to bear with one another in love. And this was one of the toughest times for us that we not only had we dared, had to bear it, but through it all, we became much closer as a, as a husband and wife. We learned some powerful lessons through this whole experience uh, of grandparenting and being parents. First of all, we must love our children where they are. Second, we must love them through their bad choices. Third, we must also allow them to find their own way, just as God allows us to find our own way. And we must also raise them in scripture and not in our own opinions. Now, Jackie and I stood firm in our convictions, and we fought against the temptations to give in to fear, to give in to anger, and to give in to selfishness. We remained in prayer, remained open in our relationship, confessing sin and giving them and each other the unconditional love that Jesus gave us. Thank you very much for letting us share.